0: Om apyayantumamangani mamangani vaak praana chakshas shrotramaso sarvam brahma upanishadam Maham brahma nirakurya mama brahma nirakaro Anirā karṇam astva, nirā me astu Tadātma, teya Upanishads dharmas, te mai santu, te mai santu Om shānti 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 shṛti purāṇa nām Aalayankarunalayam namami bhadavatpadam shankaram loka shankaram shankaram shankaracharyam keshavam badarayanam (coughs) sutrahashyakrtavande Ishvaro guru rat medi murti vedavibhagine vyoma vat vyatta dehaya dakshinamurthayanamaha omityeta dakshara mudgitha mupasita ओम तेष्युद् गायते ओम इति उचायति तस्य उपव्याख्यानम तस्य उपव्याख्यानम ज्योति हि ज्योति Vishwatha prasteshu, sarvata anuttamesu, uttameshu lokeshu. In this passage the word jyoti, jyoti means param Brahma charan because in the previous passage, this what is called jyoti here has been described as Brahman having four feet, of which one foot is this whole universe, the three feet are the transcendental, which shine in its own glory, in its own self. <coughs> the Pura bhakshya, the doubt was there whether there is any... In this passage, lingam asti Whether well, in the passage that we just recited, is there a linga, is there an indicator sign, is there a sign that indicates that this jyoti is Brahman? praptam. So is there or is there not a linga or a sign? praptam. So what is your conclusion? Shabdena We say that some luminary, some physical or elemental luminary such as sun is what is meant by the word Jyoti here. Kutaha. <coughs> Why not? Param Brahma also is Jyoti and so why not Param Brahma, why Aditya, why this elemental luminary, <coughs> Prasidde, because the word Jyoti is the common use, the familiar use is Jyoti means some luminary like the huh? sun. <coughs> so explains how tamo Jyoti iti himo shabdhav paraspara pratidvandvesayav prasiddhav, it's well known. That this word tamas and jyotihi, the darkness and light. So that these two are mutually exclusive entities. This is what everybody knows, that's commonly known. <coughs> so we are all familiar with the fact that darkness and light are mutually exclusive. What is called darkness? nirodakam, sharvaradikam, tamah, What is called tamah? What's darkness? Sarvaradikam, such as that obtaining at night, tamo chakshuruttaen nirodikam, that is obstructs the perception of the eyes, so that tentity that it obtains at night and which obstructs the perception of eyes is called tamah. is called darkness. Tasaya anugrahakam adityadikam jyotihi. Whereas that vritti or the perception of the eyes, anugrahakam. So that which facilitates the perception of eyes, that which facilitates the seeing on the part of the eyes, it is called light, is called jyoti, suggestion. So this is the familiar use. The idea is that the word jyotamaha and jyoti, the darkness and light are used to, I mean, a you know, familiar in this way. <coughs> so, number one that this jyoti should mean something like aditya or sun because of familiar use. Number two, tasad dhīpyadeti yama pishrutihi aditya dhviśaya prasiddhā. Asad atah parodivo jyotir deepyate The light that shines, the shining also is traditionally used for shining of something like sun, moon, etc. <coughs> And so this word itself is a linga. This word jyoti itself is an indicator that it is a luminary, an elemental luminary such as sun. Somebody says, well, Brahman also shines. That's all right. But then you cannot use the word shine or the verb shine in a primary sense because what shines is something that is visible, which has form, which has, you know, which has life, which is color or form. So Rupa Dehiram Brahman, Brahman is devoid of any form, any color, any attribute. Never, shining cannot be used in the primary sense. Shining is something that is bright, something that you can see or experience. You cannot experience the brightness or effulgence of, of Brahman. Number two. Number three, Du maryada dhu maryadattva shviteshya, sayat ataparo divo jyotir dhipyate, divaha, that which shines beyond heaven, meaning that this is a light that does not shine below the heaven, it shines beyond the heaven, so dhu maryadattva shviteshya, there is a maryada, there is a boundary of this heaven, nahi chara jarabhiyasya brahmana sarvatma kashya devur-maryada-yukta. And as far as Brahman is concerned, which is chara-charātma, which is a material cause of the sentient, insentient, whatever there is. And it is all, so it is the self of all, all pervasive. Therefore, you cannot say that Brahman shines beyond the heaven and doesn't shine below the heaven. Wherever anything is, that's where Brahman the material cause is. Whereas, Kāryasya dujyoti shah, parichnasya devur Whereas light such as sun, moon or something like that, which is Kārya Jyoti, which is a part of creation, meaning that elemental light, devur maryādā, it's possible. It shines above heaven and not below the heaven. Paro devur jyoti tija brahmanam. The Chandogya Pasha says, paro Devo jyoti this is a light that is beyond the heaven. Nanu Kyasyabi Jyodhisha Sarotragami Maratwa Sudhyu Maryadavatwam Asam Asam. So how you say that? The even light such as sun only shines above the heaven and not below. bhi Jyodhisha. Even elemental light, which is part of creation also, light is known to to shine, to be everywhere. So, Sarvatra, Gamyaman, everywhere you feel or experience a light, so light is everywhere. Therefore, to say that the light of any, 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 any luminary shines only above the uh, heaven and not below, also doesn't seem to be right. So just as it does not appear to be right, to say that the light of Brahman is confined to heaven, similarly also it does not seem to be right to say that even light of illuminary is confined to heaven and not below the heaven because we experience light everywhere. And so somebody suggests here, astutari atirut pratam te pratamajam. So the establishing how the word jyoti should mean elemental light. Then the argument was that your contention that elemental light also should be confined to heaven and not below also doesn't seem right. So somebody suggests, how about Atravrata how about the light in its pure state. So you say yesterday, the elements, when they are created, then they are pure state. The heat, the water, you know, the, the fire, the water, the earth, and then they combine. So then there is mixed or combined light, but unmixed light. So there is light in its in pristine, pure form, and light in its mixed form. So Atravutkritam, so before the light became a mixed light, the the light which was which obtained as the unmixed light, which is the pure light, which is not visible to the eyes, or not visible or perceptible our sense organs, that is the light, that's what is meant by jyoti. How about that? Prasamajam, that's first born, and then comes a light which is what we call mixed light. Or which is formed as a, which is born as a result of a combination of elements. It says no, nah, that also cannot be. bhavaditi. What purpose does this light serve? So this light in its pure form, which cannot be perceived, which cannot illuminate anything, which does not serve a purpose, so what is the use of meditating upon that light? Because Jyoti here is presented as that which is to be meditated upon. So what's the point in meditating upon light which doesn't illuminate anything, doesn't serve any purpose? says, why? Why do you say that, that unmixed light or pure light does not serve a purpose? Idam eva Well, we are telling you what's the purpose. Purpose is that, that light should be meditated upon. So that unmixed light of pure light also serves the purpose of being the object of meditation. That's the purpose. adityade It says, no. We never find Shruti or anybody prescribing meditation upon that which doesn't serve any purpose. So, Prevajanantara, you said purpose is That it can become the object of meditation. Well, that's not adequate purpose. Prayojanandra prayuktasya sun. Not only is the object of meditation, it also has an independent purpose of eliminating the world. And so, prayojanandra prayuktasya adityadehe. So, sun and such of the luminaries not only they serve the purpose of being meditated upon; they also serve the purpose of eliminating. Upasatva dasanat. So we always find such things as sun and others which are presented as the object of meditation when they serve an independent purpose, when they have an independent characteristic, when they have independent attribute. Because you always meditate upon something which possesses attribute. And attribute means it serves a purpose. What the attribute means is good, it is bright, it is effulgent, you know. And so or it is, uh, it, it showers his grace, it facilitates, it helps, it rewards and so only when an entity is possessed of the attribute that, it can be, it can become the object of meditation. And further, tasam trivirtam trivirtam ekaikām karvani iti avishesha shudeh This is a little, you know, little uh, this argument is not particularly convincing to me, but it says that look, there is no such entity as pure light left anymore. Because having created the elements in the pure form, then creator thought or deliberated, may I combine all these three elements to make them gross, from which then I can create the gross world. So Abhisheya The idea is that even light also was converted into this gross visible light and so also water and so also earth. So all the three elements were actually combined with one another to create the grossified elements. And there were light that you're talking about unmixed or pure light is no more there because after creation it's already converted into this gross light <coughs> which is uh, really as we understand what it is is that the Sattva aspect of these five pure elements, they become the, they go into making the organs of perception and the mind. The rajas aspect of the five elements, they go into making the sense organs of action and the prana. And then tamas aspect of this, they combine each other and then become the grossified five elements. So this is the kind of explanation that is given. And then also to say that, no unmixed pure light is left or element is left because it is the cause of subtle body. So subtle body is the product of these elements in this pure state. <clears throat> and so anyway, Jnayanana says, the suppose you accept that this unmixed pure light is there. So what is the passage? passage is asayat atah parodiyo, even, even Rathnabra also says that, suprayo janandaram tamo nashadikam suprayo prayukta seva, Sun or others which serve as also a purpose, such as dispelling darkness. atruratkritam teja angikritya afaratma muktva tadevanasthi, then it says that even that is not there, Then say Ratna Brava Kincha Atra Yet Ataf Parahaiti Yat Sabdena Anyataf Pasiddam Dumariadatam Dhyanaya Anuade Asayataf Para Paraha Devo Jodhi, Asayat that which is a light shining beyond the heaven in, you know so that light that light that shines beyond the heaven. So when it says that light, yad jyotihi, and so that which shines beyond the heaven as a as, a, as a light, so now that indicates something we already talked about, already known, already familiar. See, so you can use the pronoun only when you are familiar with the noun, otherwise you cannot use the pronoun. So pronoun yad which is used as a yad para. So. Yat means that, meaning that that it is an entity with which we are familiar and that is what is referred to here. Yat atah parahati, yat shabdena, anyatah prasiddham. So, it must be already known by some other means and then it is referred to here. Swanyatra anyatah prasiddham, divmaryadattvam, dhyanae anudhyate. So that Yat stands for, according to you, a light, which is unmixed light, which is presented here for meditation, then you must know, from some other source also, that there is this atirvrttam teja, unmixed light is there, which is brought to our memory, and presented here for meditation. Though that yet pronoun says that the entity presented here, it must be, you must be familiar with it, from some other source. In this case, we will tell that, Yat means Param Brahma, about which you are familiar from the previous passage. So that was presented as, se mehima, jayam se hai, pados se bhootani, That's what the previous passage said. And that is what is referred to as Yat, and that is Param Brahma. But if you say that, this Yat means that unmixed light. The previous passage doesn't talk about that. So far in Chandogya also it has not been talked about. So somewhere it must be talked about. Where is it? So you must point out where you find Atributkutam Teja. So which can be which, which can be presented as object of meditation. So he says, Nacha atrivutkratasya tasya tatvachit prasiddhamiri. We never find you maryadvam. So somewhere you must learn from somewhere that there is an unmixed light, a pure light, which shines in the heaven. But we never heard of that. We have never heard of a divine light shining in the heaven, which is pure, unmixed. So, Naca Atribhrutkratasya tasya, Tat meaning what? Divmaryadattvam <coughs> kosit prasiddham. This we know, that there is unmixed light. That there is pure light because that's what the scriptures talk about. However, that there is a pure light that is confined to heaven, this we have never heard and never, if yet brings to memory something which is already you f- are familiar with, we are not familiar with this idea that there is this Atrivutkutam tejaha or unmixed light which is only confined to heaven. <coughs> so naturally, that's what Bhashakara says on the page 142. NACHAY ATRIVRATKURTASYAPE <inaudible> TEJASAH DIMARYADATVAM PRASIDDHAM So what Yat should bring to mind something which is already known, something which we are familiar. But then, this we never find anywhere in the Vedas, that Vedas talk about a light which is pure and only confined to heaven, and not elsewhere. <clears throat> so, nacha, atrivhrat kratasya petejasah, divu maryadattvam prasiddham. Prasiddham means there is no familiar, we are not familiar with this atrivhrat kratateja, which is confined to heaven. <clears throat> ekadeshi mate niraste. In this manner, this ekadeshi who presented a Trivrit Krita life, etc. So that is refuted. Saakshat Purupakshi brūte Now Purupakshi has been arguing with us from the beginning. He comes into picture again, Astu So Bhaskara says, Astu Tarhe Trivrit Krita Mevatate Jahar Jyotish so Purupakshi comes back to his own position again, as that this jyoti is light. And what is that light? Trivrtkrutam tejaha. So, light that you see is a gross light, perceptible light, which is the result of mixing of the different elements. Therefore, astutari trivrtkrutame vatattejaha, jyoti shabdam. So, by the word Jyot in this passage is meant the Tejas of the light which is the mixed light or the gross light. Tritarakshepta <clears> Svauktam Smarayati The Pura Pakshi of the puro Pakshi, you know? So Smarayati reminds them, so we already talked about, we already mentioned this or we already gone through this. So it says Nanu, Nanu. Uktam Uktam, arvagapi divaha avagamyate ajnadikam jyotirete. He says, wait a minute, we are talking about a jyoti that is only confined to heaven. But then, whether it is sun or fire or moon, all these familiar luminaries are found to be shining even below the heaven, not only above the heaven. Below the heaven. So, in we are talking about a Jyoti that shines beyond the heaven. So, the familiar luminaries such as the sun or moon or fire cannot satisfy that criterion because they shine below the heaven also. So, non-uktam. Don't you remember we already said? arva diva arva Even below the heaven also, avagamyade adnyadikam jyoti. Jyoti is the light. Such as Agni fire, sun, etc., are found or experienced also below the heaven. We already pointed this out. Then <coughs> the Puru Paksha says, Naishadoshah hai sarvatrapi gamyamanasya hai jyoti shah hai parodivah iti upasanaartah pradesha vishesha parigraha navirudhyate So it's Naishudoshah. That's not that effect here. Why? Sarvatrabhi <coughs> Gammimanasya So suppose there is a light such as sun or the fire, Sarvatrabhi Gamyamanasya, that light which obtains everywhere. Still, Parodivhadi so, Upasanartha Pradesha, Vishesha, Parigraha. Still, what is presented for meditation here is that part of sun or fire which is beyond the heaven. That suppose sun shines everywhere, below the heaven also, above the heaven also. So we can say that for the purpose of meditation, what is presented here is the light of the sun that shines above the heaven. For the purpose of meditation, you can present a part of it. <coughs> so Pradesha Vishesha Parigraha, and so one Parigraha, adopting here one part of the total light for the purpose of meditation is quite all right, Naviruddhate, So it is not, it is not a contradictory thing. <coughs> Says Ratna Ritnaprabha, Pradesha Vishesha, Diva Parastha Dedi Pyamana, Surya Di Tejo Vaya Vishesha, Tasya Parigraha, parigr Upasana Artho Na Virudyatit So Pradesha Vishesha, means a part of the Pradesha, a part of the total space, the total pervasiveness. Devaha parastha de Only that vishesha, only that part which shines diva parastha beyond heaven. Suryadi, teja ateyas avaya vishesha The part of the light of the sun which shines above the heaven. So tasya parigraha, upasanartha. So for the purpose of meditation, you take only that part. Now Viruddha is quite alright. Because in meditation you do not take everything. Even if you meditate upon Lord Krishna, for example, you meditate upon some aspect. Upon his smiling face, or upon his flute, or upon his form, the entire. Still, not everything about Lord Krishna you meditate upon. That he is also, uh, you know, lifting Mount Govardhana, he is killing a certain demon, or, you know, he is the king of, uh, I mean, uh, dhwarika etc. Everything you don't meditate upon. For the purpose of meditation always give, you know, always present a part of it. And similarly also, you know, the whole sunlight is not presented for meditation, only that which is present above the heaven is present in meditation. So that's quite all right. Na virudhyate. So thus, this part of the sunlight which is an object of meditation is quite appropriate. There's nothing wrong in it. <coughs> It is that light which is to be superimposed upon the light which you in the stomach and you meditate upon that. Because just as the Kaukshaya light, the light in the stomach is Tejas, so also this light of sun also is Tejas and light and never you can meditate. <coughs> So then uh, Siddhanta says, Brahmanopi dhyanartham pradeshasthattvam Kalpita. If sunlight is all-pervasive, you can say that only part of it is presented for meditation, then Brahman is all-pervasive. Why not we say that? That part of Brahman which shines above the heaven, that is being presented as meditation. So Brahmanopi dhyanartham, for the purpose of meditation, for Brahman also, pradeshasthattvam kalpitham. So why not we imagine that? Brahman also that obtains above the heaven, and that part is a upon. He says, no, na not that, that is not right, that's not right, nato vidi. Vasya says, nato Pradesha Brahmanah brahmana, Pradesha Vishesha See, sunlight is sunlight, it is only light, it is not water, it is not earth, it occupies a certain region in the whole creation, whereas you cannot say that Brahman occupies a certain region, has a certain characteristic, has certain attribute. So Nish Pradesh Asya Brahman says Ratnava Nish Pradesh Asya Niravayavasya, See sun has a form, has colour, whereas Brahman doesn't have niravava, it is partless. So Brahman is formless, partless, not confined to a certain Pradesh, or not confined to a time or place or an attribute. Brahmana na Nabhagini. Then we to imagine that Brahman which is attributeless, to imagine attribute in Brahman. Is na bhagini, na yukta, it is not proper. So says, I mean, Ratna Brahma, Nishpraveshasyaya, Niravayavasya, Visheshepi. Actually, avisheshepi, that's the part elsewhere, you know. So avisheshepi, diva parastat, dedipyamana, brahma avayakalpana, bhagini, yukta, natuviti anvaya, bhagini means yukta. So, niravayavasya brahmana. Brahman, which is partless, not confined to a place or time. Visheshevi. So, when it does not have any vishesha, diva pasta didipyamana brahma avikalpana. To imagine that you are meditating upon that part of Brahman, which shines above heaven. But Brahman is partless. So, in the partless, how can you imagine part? You can imagine part in something which has, which possesses parts. You can imagine attribute in something which possesses attributes. So Lord Krishna possesses many attributes, such as beauty, such as sweetness, such as love. So then you can take one or more of those attributes and meditate upon them. But Brahman does not possess any attribute, doesn't have any part, so how can you meditate upon part of Brahman when Brahman is partless? So Divaha Parasthat Dedi pyamana, Brahma Avayava Kalpana Then you would imagine that Brahma is Avayava and Brahma is part. That one part is above the heaven, other part is below the heaven. Whereas Brahma is partless, so Kalpana Na yukta. So that Kalpana is not proper. In case of sun, because sun can shine above and below, because there is, if there is an obstacle, like clouds, then sun does not shine below, you can say, because the light of sun can be obstructed because it part; it having parts. You cannot obstruct light of Brahman. Even clouds, nothing can actually because nothing can exist without Brahman. So even the so-called obstacle also is there because Brahman is the nothing that actually obstructs the existence that Brahman is, the intelligence that Brahman is, or the wholeness that Brahman is. And ever to how do you imagine a part in the partless? So that it is divisible. The light of sun is divisible. Then you can imagine a division. But how can you imagine a division in something that is indivisible? That's what Purapakshi says. So, Parastha dedhipyamana brahma avayakalpana na bhagini na yukta. A-pramanika gaurava <laughs> apatatibhava. This Gaurava, Gaurava means that too many variables are there. First of all, you'd imagine, you know, part in Brahman, which is not there, and then imagine that is to be meditated upon. Whereas in case of Aditya, you don't have to because Aditya is available, it's a divisible entity. And so division of Aditya does not require any Kalpana. Division of Brahman requires Kalpana. And nowhere do you find that Brahman is division of Brahmana's parts. So, Brahman's part is not Pramanika, meaning it is not supported by any means of knowledge. And you have to imagine something which is not supported by means of knowledge. That's called Gauravam, too many imaginations. In case of Aditya, it is known that Aditya can shine here and not shine elsewhere, etc. Therefore, it is not a Pramanika, it is Pramanika. So, therefore, the the uh, one of the defects of interpreting the word jyoti as Brahman is that you have to imagine the part in Brahman, Avaiva in Brahman, division in Brahman, that one part shines above the heaven and other part shines below the heaven, and that you meditate upon that part which shines above the heaven. What's the vishesha? What is the difference between that which shines below the heaven and above the heaven? There is no vishesha also. So avishesha. Because if there is vishesha is there, you can then divide also. You cannot divide something, which doesn't have vishesha. And therefore, this Kalpana requires no Pramanika, it is not supported by a means of knowledge, it is Gaurava involves too many variables. Therefore, it is not a very good, uh, a very good proposition. Then Purupakshi says, for this further reason also we say that this Jyoti is Karya Jyoti, meaning it is the light which is part of this creation. Pashyekara further says, Sarvata Sarvata Prashteshu, Anuttameshu, Uttameshu Lokeshu, lokeshu, lokeshu,
1: lokeshu,
0: Iticha. आधार बहुत्व श्रुतिः कार्य ज्योतिषं param jyotihi adhyasya manam drishyade adhyas Now oh,
1: that's
0: the second thing. Basarvata prashthesu anuttameshu uttameshu lokeshu uttameshu lokeshu in the revival of the words which are exalted. anuttameshu which cannot be surpassed by anything. So something can be great but something else can be greater. Something can be above, you know, far away, but something can be farther away. So not only these worlds are uttama, meaning exalted, anuttama, which are not surpassed by any other world. So unsurpassably exalted world, that is where it shines. But there is plural, anuttameshu, uttameshu, lokeshu, in the realms which are exalted and unsurpassably exalted. Iti, Sarvata prushteshu and those which are beyond everything. Iti cha adhara bahutpashruti. So, this jyoti is located in all these worlds which are above everything and which are unsurpassably great in those various worlds. This jyoti of light is located. Iti adhara bahutpashruti. So, karye jyoti si upadyate taran. So, Brahman karan adhara. Brahman actually is without any support, does not require any support. Brahman that sustains everything. Brahman is existence, that sustains everything. Existence doesn't require another existence support, it's self-supporting, self-shining, self-reflient, self-sustaining. Therefore, to imagine that Brahman has different locations or adhara supports is not right. Whereas this passage talks about a Jyoti which has different locations. And there were Karya Jyotishi, even that description also, Upapadyade Taran. And so, in case of Brahman, you would imagine those things. Whereas, in case of Karya Jyoti, in case of elemental light, it is quite in keeping with the reasoning, Is more in keeping with the reasoning that that kind of a light can be located in different locations. <coughs> so, it is says, Brahmani Avacheda kalpana, Kalpanaya, ya adhara bahutvayog karye jyotishi swata siddhihi. So upapadyate taram, upapadyate, upapadyate taram, upapadyate tamam. So this is, you know, supported by, better supported by logic. Upapadya means logic or reasoning. So that a light suggestion, you know, this material light, or the light which part of creation can have different locations, is more tenable than imagining Brahman having many locations. So you can imagine, Brahmani avacched kalpanaya. In Brahman you can imagine that Brahman also is limited. Adhara bahutvayogavi. So first of all you have to imagine Brahman to be limited, and then imagine it having many, many uh, locations. On the other hand, as far as the Kaya Jodha is concerned, as far as elemental light is concerned, it is already limited, so you don't imagine limitation. Then imagining the different location, only one imagination involved. In case of Brahman, first limitedness and then many locations. Therefore, so if you imagine limitedness in Brahman, then upapadyate. But in case of Parijyodhi, that image is not required, upapadyate taran. That is why, so tat swata, siddhi. Swata swata in case of sun, etc., this limitedness is already Siddham, is already existing in, in sun, so you don't have really to imagine therefore to imagine the light such as sun has its locations, that imagination is more tenable than imagining that brahman which is partless, has its locations. <coughs> Upashtyajyotisha brahmatvabhave hetvantarma Again, this Jyoti, that is to meditate upon, should, cannot be Brahman, for that, another reason is being stated here. Let us read that again, last line, idam bhava, tata, yad idam asminantah puruse jyoti, iticha, Paranjyotihi Ajya Simanam
1: Dusyadeh
0: dusyade. Further, the same passage continues, idam vavatat So that light, which shines beyond the heaven, in the realms which are unsurpassably good, that very light, you know, is what? tad yad idam yad idam asminantah jyoti. That's the very same light, that's the light that shines within this person, in this stomach, you know, so it's the same light. so when Upanishad says that, Kaukshe Jyotishi Param Jyotishi Jyotishi Adhyasya Manam Durshade So we are told that in the light which opens your stomach, upon that you superimpose that Param jyoti. So whatever that supreme light is, so that is what is to be superimposed upon the lights and the, in, this, in the stomach. So says, Katna Baba, Tatahkim, all night. So that's what is being told, so what? So that Param the supreme light is superimposed upon the light which is in the stomach. Okay, so what are you trying to say? So sometimes you don't know what the fellow is driving at, you know. So sometimes they clarify themselves little later. So in the beginning, so if you are not alert, then you go along with it, then you find that the fellow is actually pulling your legs. So if you are alert, then you know, wait a minute, why are you saying this? Tata so what does it mean? What does it mean? You know, what's the problem with that? That the Upanishad is presenting the Supreme Light as to be meditated upon in the in the light in his stomach. So what's wrong with that? So that is where then he reveals his intention. <clears throat> if you did not ask, then it will just go by. If you ask then, then he is required to reveal his intention. So he says, Sarupyanimittascha. Sarupyanimittascha Adhyasaha Bhavanti Adyasa. superimposition can be only when there is similarity. So we are discussing in the evening how a snake can be superimposed upon the rope because there is similarity between the rope and snake. Such as the curvature, such as the shining, such as the length, such as the location. You superimpose, you cannot super, you generally don't superimpose an elephant upon a rope, you know, there's no similarity. Oh, you superimpose silver upon the mother, you know, the mother of pearl, or upon this, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the, sh- the, the, uh, yeah, the shell. You can superimpose silver upon the shell, because of the, it's dust particles the sand particles sticking in the shell are shining so that brightness is this similarity so generally sarupyam or similarity is required or is called for for any kind of superimposition <coughs> so sarupyam mittasa adhyasa bhavanti bhavadhyasa or they can ask you to superimpose the idea of lord krishna upon this image of lord krishna because similarity is there in image also Lord Krishna is standing with His legs, you know, crossing each other or uh, with flute in His hand and with, you know, the, uh, with His uh, crown and with uh, the feather of uh, the uh, peacock feather, etc. So that's how Lord Krishna is said to be and that's how this is. So then sadhu similarity is there, then it's possible and it's convenient. It facilitates. Similarity facilitates the meditation. Tatramanamah. Where do you find this? So, where do you find there sarupyam or similarities there when the present samnima meditation? Then it's stated here. Yathar tasya buhu iti shiraha ekam shiraha ekameta daksharam. It is. it is. So this is in Vrhadarana Kupanishad. Yatha Tassya Now we are to, told to meditate upon the person, in the orb of sun. So Vyahurdi person, Vyahurdi purusha is there. In the orb of sun, there is Vyahurdi purusha. <coughs> and you meditate upon that. So that, then you imagine that Vyahurdi also is a person. So just as person has different limbs, Vyahurdi also has different limbs. So, tasse bhuhu is the shiraha of this person made of Vyāhrutis. So, bhuhu, Bhuha suvaha, these are the Vyāhrutis. And they play the person made of these Vyāhrutis. So, what are the different limbs of that person? Tasse bhuhu is the shiraha. Other person made of Vyāhrutis, may you imagine this Vyāhruti bhuhu as the head. Ekam shiraha, ekam ajataksharam. So, what's the similarity? Between bhu and Shira the head, what's the similarity? Ekam Shira, the head also is one. Ekam, Ekam Tadaksharam, E Tadaksharam. And bhu also is one letter. So that's the similarity. Then Bhuha, two letters are there. Imagine them to the hands. Suha, two letters are there. Imagine them to the legs. So that is how the Vyāhurthi person having different limbs have similarity with the letters of Vyāhurthi. So then the sadhusha is there, that is when the meditation is facilitated. That's what Ratna Brava says, shiro shuta. So imagine prajapati, yes, person eekatu samyat because similarity of oneness. Buhu is also one letter, he also is one. The so the Vyāharudhi Bhū, you imagine the head of Prajapati. <coughs> Tasha, Jāṭh Rājnav, Abhrahmatvam, Ghoshāda Shrutya Prasiddhamedhi, Jal Sāmyam Vācchamityartha. It says here, Ekatva Samyan Bhuiti Asmirakshare Prajapadeh Shro Dushti Yukta Tattravi Sarupyam Bahacham. Similarly, also, here also you should present what is the similarity. Anyatha, so Adhyasa Asiddehe. If Sarupya similarity is not there, between Param Brahma and this Kaukshe Jyoti, then you cannot have Adhyasa superimposition. <coughs> so, here, Jat Goṣādi śrutyā prasiddham yadi jada jyotishtyam samyam vachyam Abhrahmatvam The Jatharāgali is not Brahman. Why do you say that? Because Goṣādi śrutyā prasiddham That the light in the uh, Jatharāgali So light that obtained in Jatharāgali's stomach is definitely not Brahman because it is material light. Jadatvam It is Jada or inert or material light. Why? Gosadhi Sutya Prasiddham. So that light can be felt. You can hear that light. How? By the kind of sound that the light creates. Like the bellowing sound and like the, you know, the rumbling sound and so like the sound of the burning of fire. So that's how you hear that light. So it is very clear that that light is a material physical light. It is zero inert light. So it's not Brahman. So therefore, the Kauksha Jyoti. The light obtained in Kukshi is also Jada, not Brahman. And the Aditya, which, uh, you know, Jyoti that we are talking about also is Jada, not Brahman. So, Brahmatvam, Jadatvam, that is Samyam. So, it's similarity between the, material, the light such as sun and the light in the stomach. <coughs> so, that's Samyam. Whereas, you cannot find any Samyam between the between light that is Brahman, and light that is in the stomach. Because one is, one is material light, other is immaterial light. So there is no similarity. <coughs> so, see here, Jnana. Kaukshenapi Jyoti Chaitanyame Vedi Anadyasa. We say that we are not superimposing the light of Brahman upon Kaukshaya Jyoti, see. Kaukshaya mapi Jyoti, Chaitanya Meva. You see, suppose we make an argument that we are not saying that it superimpose the idea of Brahman upon this light in the stomach. Light in the stomach is Brahman, you know. So that itself is Brahman, that itself is consciousness. So there's no Adhyasa involved here, suppose. So Kaukshaya Jyoti, Chaitanya Meva, Tadatmihu tada mi ukti. So when the Upanishad says that when you look upon the Kaukshaya Jyoti as this Param jyoti, they are saying the Upanishad saying both are one. It's not the superimposed idea, both are one. In that case, so uh, no similarity is required because they are one. So Kaukshayasy then Bhashikana says <coughs> Kaukshay Yasyat Jyoti Shah ( misterisation) Prasiddham abrahmatvam taste esha drishti he taste suti he iti cha aushnya gosha vishishtat vishishtat vasya shavanar tadetad cha sutam cha (laughs) Kokshaya du hai Whereas the jyoti that are obtained in the koksha in the stomach is Brahmatum Prasiddham is well known. Everybody is familiar with the fact that the light obtaining the stomach is not brahmat, you know. So So, tada so not only everybody knows but then pe, that this light in the stomach creates sounds and also can be seen or can be touched. Brahman can neither be touched nor can be seen. Ashabdam, as asparsham, arupam, etc. Therefore Brahman can neither be heard nor can be touched. Whereas the light in the stomach can be heard as well as touched. And therefore also, it is not Brahma. So, Tasty Esha Drishti Upaniya said, this is a Drishti, this is a sight. So this is how you see this light. tasya Esha Shruti This is how you hear the light. It is a Ausnya Gosha Vishishtha Tvasya Shravanath Therefore the light in the stomach possesses Ausnya, possesses heat and Gosha possesses sound therefore that light is characterized by possessing the attribute of being heard and being being touched where brahman is cannot be heard not touched therefore this is material light says ratnaprabha yena hisparshaneina jnanam prasiddham Sayesha tasya jataragna hindrushthihi. yat karna pidhanena gosha shravanam. Sayesha tasya shudhihi tiyatha. So, tasya shadrushthihi. Yet deshparshnaena aushnagnyanam prasiddham. When you touch your belly, then you feel the warmth. And so that's the warmth of the light in the stomach. Sayesha tasya jataragna hindrushthihi. So this drashti or the side of the jatharagni, the fire in the stomach. Yat karna So when you plug your ears or close your ears with the fingers by inserting your fingers, then you hear the sound, you can hear that jyoti. is making a rumbling sound or a bellowing sound. So sahesha tasya shuti. So that is the way of listening to that shuti. Jyoti <coughs> Jadatve antrama, That this jyoti of the jatara is jada arnat for the linga. So tadeta cha sutam jadi And so this is what the Upanishad says that you should meditate upon that light as dustam as that which is seen, sutam, as that which is heard. <coughs> Meaning that seeingness and hearingness cannot be in Brahman, so this light is definitely. Material light. So the Brahmatve Hitvantramaha further. Why this youth is not Brahman? And the reason is being stated here. Chakshushya 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 Shruto Bhavati Bhavati evam Veda. He he becomes handsome. He is the one that is always sought after for being seen. And Sudha he becomes well-known or famous. So what's the result of this meditation? That one becomes handsome or beautiful to look at and one becomes well-known. Abrahmatvam. So then this Alpaphalaya, this result is insignificant. So this meditation is said to produce a result is insignificant. You become, you know, you become well known or you become handsome. So what's the big deal about it? Meaning that the result that is stated of the meditation is something very little or insignificant. Whereas meditation on Brahman, so that's what it says. Brahmopasram ishare. Brahmopasram ishare. You would expect that meditation on Brahman, because Brahman is big or great. So meditation on Brahman which is great, also should, we should expect that it should give rise to great results. Where a result that is stated here is an insign- insignificant result. Therefore, what you are meditating upon is also insignificant or small. Therefore also we say that this is small and limited jyoti and not Brahman, which is limitless. <coughs> so says Ratna Brahma Jyoti tyartha So Tade Jyoti Tade the Tade Jyoti Drustamcha Sutamcha do passing them. chakshusya Bodhi Chakshushya Chakshur Hitaha Sundaraha Darshaniya Chakshur That which feels good to the eyes. That's called Chakshushya means Chakshuhita hai. So that it feels good to the eyes. Means what? Darshaniya So that which is worth seeing or which gives you joy because of... So seeing which gives you joy, that's called Darshaniya. <coughs> Meaning that this person becomes Darshaniya, becomes beautiful, becomes handsome. Or people love to see. He is sought after for being seen. <coughs> Sutovadhu bhavati he becomes also famous. <clears throat> so, Brahmo Pasti If you ask the question, what's wrong? Suppose the meditator of Brahma you become beautiful, you become well known. So what's wrong with that? He says, no, no. Jyoti shaha, muktifala, brahmo pasti, na alfala, alpa fala. Meditation Brahman should give rise to moksha, not this kind of some, you know, the worldly result. So, so, mahatehi phalaya brahmopasana misyate, and that brahmopasana, meditation Brahman should give you some great result, like, like moksha, etc., not the Alba phalam. <coughs> So thus, it is said that in this particular vakya itself, there are so many signs that indicate that this jyoti which is to be meditated upon is a jara, inert or elemental life. So in this vakya itself, there are so many pointers which indicate that this jyoti is a material jyoti. That is pointed out. Then at the same time, brahmalingam, khyompenasthi, at the same time in this sentence or vakya, there is not a single sign which indicates that this may be Brahman. So there are many signs that indicate that this will be a material light, but we don't find any sign which indicates that this is Brahman. (coughs) So, nacha, that's what Bhashyakara says. Nacha anyadapi Kinchita, Svavakya, Prana Jyoti Jyotishah, Asti, Brahma Lingam. Prana Akashavat as we said yesterday, in case of Prana and Akasha, so there is this Linga over there, Katama Sadevatayati, so prana sarvani vaimani bhutani pranam abisamvisanti pranam abhyuj so with prana to say sarvani havai mani bhutani pranam abisamvisanti all the beings they enter emerge into prana and from prana alone they emerge again so that is definitely linga or indicatory sign, sign indicating that it is brahman then Aka Akasha Dehova Acha Sarvanyiva Imani Bhutani Akasha Deva Smutpadyande Akasam Padi Astamyanti. So Akasha Ibya Jayan Akasha Paran that all these beings they emerge from Akasha, they again must bring to Akasha. Akasha is great in all of this, Akasha is the ultimate goal. All of these are the signs to do indicated the word akasha is used in that passage in the sense of param parambrahma. Earlier passage the word prana is used in the sense of parambrahma because there are ling or indicator signs. Whereas in this passage you do not find any indicator sign at all. <coughs> if you read the whole passage what does it say? That is, you do not find any. Atayat atav parodivo jyotir dhīpyate vishvatav prashtheshu sarvatav prashtheshu anuttameshu uttameshu lukweshu Idam vāvatat yadam asmin antah pulese jyotihi tasseśa drushtihi Yatra, yadad asmin charire sams parasyena ushrimanam vijanāti tasseśa srutihi yadra yadad karnu apigruhiyan ninadamiva that's a passage. Of course, we went through all of it. In here, there is nothing that indicates that this is Param Brahma. If there is everything that indicates that this is not Param Brahma, and there is nothing here that indicates that this is Param Brahma. So it's, it's, it's tightening his case, you know, with... One argument after the other, the case is made watertight here. (coughs) Okay, we will continue tomorrow. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purname Vavasishyade Om Shanty 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Bhadarayanam Sutra Bhashyakruta Vande Bhagavanta Upanapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmede Murti Vedavibhagine Vyomavat Vyapta Vihaya Dakshinamurtaye Namaha Om Hari Om Guru Namaha